0: to stay, even if daylight's a lifetime away, may the kings and the queens of the dawn remember my name, as dark as the fallen star, my song for the children of Forgiven. of the best album openers I have ever heard. Welcome to the Metal Chick Podcast. I am your heavy metal huntress, Carrie Z, and I'll be your hostess on this heavy metal ride into my world. Thanks for tuning in for this episode's review. I'll be sharing my thought on Camelot's Haven. The show notes for this episode can be found at metalchickpodcast.com. So, okay, as a metal chick, my favorite genres are, are thrash metal and power metal. I really, I just love thrash metal for the high intensity and like just that blistering speed and the growling and the raw aggression that is thrash metal. But I I genuinely love power metal too, just for the sheer drama, the powerful voices and intricate guitars and the emotional experience that you kind of get when you listen to some of these just super big songs. Leaders in the power metal genre, Camelot has been one of my all-time favorite bands since I discovered them in 2005. The Black Halo quickly became and still is today one of my go-to albums. When Roy Kahn left the band in 2011, I was pretty bummed. I'd learned to love his voice and his range, and I wasn't sure Camelot would find a suitable replacement. I mean, really, how many bands replace the lead singer and then they just suck? Please refer to episode one and my thoughts on Skid Row. So I pretty much ignored them for a couple of years. In 2012, when Silverthorn came out, I, quite frankly, pretended that it did not. But then three years later, Haven hit the streets and I begrudgingly gave it a listen and I, I just I promptly did one of them forehead slaps is it was pretty obvious that the transition from Roy Khan to Tommy Karavik was pretty fucking epic. I honestly don't think they could have found a more suitable replacement to keep the same sound and just that similar tone. The transition from Khan to Karavik, it's smooth, which as a listener I really appreciate When you have a vocal change and it's an obvious difference, it can be really distracting because you constantly find yourself comparing to the old singer. You're like, oh, the old singer would have done it better or, oh, the old singer would have done it different or whatever. But Tommy Karavich, he he does such a top-notch job that you can still focus on the overall musicality of the group and the way they work together harmoniously rather than focusing on the changes. He's similar enough to pick up right where they left off, but I actually think that he has a cleaner tone than Khan did. And that kind of stands out on this new album, especially. Before I purchased Haven, I did go back and listen to Silverthorne, which, quite honestly, it blew me away. I'm not sure it replaced The Black Halo as my favorite album, but it might have come close. And after listening to both Silverthorne and Haven several times, I think Silverthorne was a little bit of a better album in that it was a little bit edgier and there was more flair to it. But I know some people weren't happy with the almost, like, Clone like transition, but I personally felt that the smooth transition of Silverthorn helped ease you into Kervik, but on Haven, I don't know, he sort of steps out from that shadow a bit. He still has the similar tones that screams Camelot to you, but he's able to spread his vocal wings a bit and allow the listeners to embrace him as Kervik and not Khan. I don't even know if that makes sense, but anyway, back to the album we're here to talk about. After two and a half years, Camelot delivers Haven the 11th studio album, and it's a respectable 55 minutes long. Well, not technically. It really isn't a concept album, but it definitely has a story arc. It's very brooding and cinematic and full of very intricate technique. The album opens with Fallen Star, and talk about an opening song that just screams Camelot. Kurovich's smooth and just he's got this like velvety voice that just tantalizes the listener before introducing the epic sounds that you expect to see in a large I don't know maybe like a large budget fantasy film. Kurovich adds just enough falsetto depth to create a haunting combination of metal and classical. His tone is light and clean and I freaking loved it. Insomnia has some really cool keyboard, bass, guitar kind of interplay in the beginning, and of all the songs, Insomnia has the coolest synthesizer solo. It's got a very catchy chorus, and it's blistering tempo just grabs a hold of you, and you can't help but tap your toes. I love the tuned-down, shredding guitar work and that chunky sound that, that they have perfected. On my first listen-through of Citizen Zero, I thought for sure it was going to be my favorite song on the album. It's really moody, it's dark, It's it's an interesting track. The layered vocals and the way it builds steam as we kind of roll along are extremely satisfying. It's just satisfying to listen to. It's got this chunky stomping groove to it. And the dark energy of the song itself kind of creates a standout point for me after listening to the whole album. There's there's actually a part of the song that kind of reminded me of Iced Earth's Damien. There's this like magical chanting halfway through. These haunting voices singing in Latin as they speak of the seven deadly sins. It's so dramatic and theatrical. And I loved it. Veil vale of Elysium has everything I love about Camelot. It's got intricate guitar riffs, powerful chords, heavy bass lines, and a very high speed tempo that left me wanting more. Tommy sounds amazing. His vocals are super clean and true and the whole song seems modern and aggressive and interesting. Under Grey Skies was seemed to me like the obligatory ballad and these duets are genuinely something that Camelot has always done well. While I at first kind of thought I was listening to a score from the Titanic movie. The song is super emotional, it's really well written. Both Troy Denockley and Charlotte Wessels they do a really great job, but there's a part of me that felt like it was created for the sole purpose of the, you know, we always have a female duet on the album. It was good, just not better than previous duets. My Therapy is such an aggressive song. It's one of those heavier tracks on the album, so of course I like it best. After listening to the album, I don't know, several dozen times, this is definitely my favorite song on the track. It's dark and melodic and like liar liar, it has a very catchy chorus. End of Innocence, it was okay. It was a fun, upbeat song. Nothing really stood out about it to me. Beautiful Apocalypse is another heavier track and the more that I listen to it, the more I become, it just kind of becomes like entrenched in my head. It's just, it's rife with the heavier tones and the thick bass lines. And I love the chorus in Beautiful Apocalypse for whatever reason. It's simple chords, they're just captivating, and the lyrics are extremely intriguing. I can't get it out of my head, quite frankly. Liar Liar was a decent song, but it seemed like, it just seemed formulaic and a little cliche. Like, oh, we need a crowd pleaser, one that the crowds can really sing along to at, at a concert, which is fine. But for me, it was somewhat predictable. At first, when I heard the growling in the song, I was like, hmm, okay, that's interesting. Because I am a growly kind of a fan. But I genuinely don't think that Alyssa White Goose really enhanced the song in any way. I think she has a lovely voice, but I don't find her growl range to have a lot of dynamic. And I'm a huge fan of dynamic. But that being said, the song is sure to be a crowd favorite. And I do like that they introduced a bit of the heavy growling into the song. Even if it did seem a little jarring and kind of out of place. I enjoyed the double pedal drumming and the overarching message in the lyrics. Here's to the Fall is just another song that just seems so cinematic and just like epic. I can almost imagine sweeping vistas in some cleverly filmed movie. It's dark, it's dramatic, it's sorrowful. Kervik's voice is intense and full of power that you know it would fill like some grand opera house. I loved the orchestra and the lyrics which lead me to believe that he's playing God looking down at his creation which has fallen into narcissism and masquerades. That simple thing like you know social media allow and how he's just kind of over it and about to start again. It was a very cool song. Revolution is another great song tinged with more, I don't know, like the industrial metal side of things. And here, unlike Liar Liar, I feel the growling that Alyssa White, Goose contributed, it enhanced the song. It just, it's going to be, a, it's sure to be a fan favorite. Ecclesia and Haven, the two instrumental pieces that, they kind of add a symmetry to the overall album. They were pretty cool. In summary, I really loved Haven do wish the bassline had been a little more prevalent. I'm not sure if it was, I don't know, turned down on purpose or if it's just an oversight, as I'm certainly not a sound engineer. But there were many times where I had to strain to decipher the bassline, which was always so prevalent in past albums. Some of my favorite songs, like Human Stain, I mean, hello bassline. The album makes me feel, and that's what I want out of an album from the power metal genre, not just a song, like the whole album. It just creates this this yo-yo effect of emotions that's totally addictive. It's one of the reasons the band has always been and still remains one of my favorites. And I say has... Because it's not really their fault that I was pouting. If I'd simply put my faith in Thomas Youngblood, I'd never have left off in the first place. And that'll do it. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. It's free and easy. Just search for Metal Chick Podcast and it comes right up. If you have a smartphone and are unsure of how to subscribe, head on over to MetalChickPodcast.com. There are easy instructions on the site to help you out. If you are into social media, you can find me on all of the platforms. Just go to MetalChickPodcast.com and click on the social media icon of your choice. Again, thank you for taking the time to listen and keep on rocking.